Omar Khan keeps making moves, and this time it is Quan Alexander, the linebacker. He's brought to the Steelers. We'll talk about that and some training camp updates here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. But you do your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content like today because it's the weekend and we're bringing you shows. Now, uh, just a reminder, training camp has been going on, but this is a special bonus episode that we're releasing here to talk about the Steelers making yet another move. Reported first by Brooke Pryor of ESPN, the Steelers have agreed to a deal with Quan Alexander, the linebacker, who's rec- who most recently was with the Jets. You've known him with the linebacker with the uh, San Francisco 49ers as well, uh, pending a, a physical. This adds now to the Steelers linebacker room in a way that I've been saying on this show for months needed to happen the Steelers of course let go of both Miles Jack and Devin Bush last year uh they have not they had not replenished the room in the draft too much uh Mark Robinson guys like Nick Kwiatkowski and Tanner Muse were brought in uh to to kind of fill in at times but the Steelers mainly went and got Cole Holcomb and the Landon Roberts two guys who have been captains on defenses before to fill the linebacker position but still it felt like they would be the only two viable linebackers who could be on the field any given play and the Steelers needed to find another guy now if you remember way back when the Steelers did bring back in Quan Alexander for a visit back during the spring and then nothing happened from it but as we said on this show that didn't mean that it wasn't going to happen it did mean that it was possible for Quan Alexander to maybe be brought back sometime during training camp and lo and behold that is exactly what happened now, not to say that like, I'm saying anyone called this out, but it's just a point of this is just how the Steelers have worked. And I think it also shows some similarities between Omar Khan and Kevin Colbert and just how their front office operates. They probably wanted some time to see who they had in training camp, even though they haven't put any pads on. The pads will first go on on Tuesday uh, for a first fully padded practice for the Pittsburgh Steelers in training camp. But this is still they probably saw enough from their guys to think, OK, Let's go get uh, add another veteran linebacker to this group. Now, let's talk about Quan Alexander specifically here. Quan Alexander, guy who's coming to the Steelers, he'll be 29 years old uh, this season. Um, he coming to the guy from to the Steelers from the Jets. He played uh, in all 17 games for the for the Jets last last season. Um, he was able to uh, be uh, be an active mem- member of the team. Uh, I believe he made a total of 47 total tackles um on on this on the season last year uh pff has him charted for missing 13.4 percent of his attempted tackles though um on, on the year and uh i think that what you what you get from him though is still a guy who fills in the important parts of the linebacker position. He can get after the football in the run game. He can help a little bit in coverage, not a whole lot. Also, 40, uh, 69 total tackles, excuse me, for him, 42 solo, solo tackles for him on the year. Um, but one thing that Quan Alexander brings is he gives you another athletic guy who can at least help in the pass game. Now, according to Pro Football Focus and their charting, uh, he didn't exactly do a 
phenomenal job of that last year as he was targeted 47 times, allowed 36 receptions for 342 yards. That's allowed 9.5 yards per reception. Uh, and he only had, I believe, one breakup on the entire season and no interceptions. Now, the year before that, he had an interception and a breakup. He had four breakups in the season before that. And he he'd kind of he's kind of been able to get a little bit better at times at that. But what this still gives you, even if he's not the ultimate answer, the Steelers knew they weren't going to have an ultimate answer at linebacker. And that's fine for all the other strengths that they have. Like we said, not every every team is going to have a weakness. Not every team can fill up as every position and the Steelers have I think a great situation on the defensive line a great situation at edge rusher a very good situation at cornerback a, a great situation at safety so there's got to be a weak spot somewhere and linebacker was obviously going to be it but the question was going to be how much of a weakness could it be for the Steelers especially if Roberts and Holcomb are your only two primary guys and both of them you know you know both of them are, are dealing with stuff and what if, what if one of them gets hurt what are you what are you going to do then and now you have Quan Alexander, who you'll be bringing in, who will be a third presence in the linebacker room. One, gives you more of a rotation to keep fresh legs there. But two, and I think the, the biggest part here is if someone goes down, they have another option there of a veteran who can fill in and know what to, know what to do and plug and play a little bit. And Quan Alexander, while not like the prime athlete that can cover anyone everywhere, be all over the field all the time, he can get in the right spots. He can be physical. He can he can do those those parts of the job while also still helping a little bit against the pass and filling the, the, the positional role of an inside linebacker more traditionally. But having three guys at this spot, something that I just I had a feeling and just a, a general sense that they were going to have to do, which was why I've been advocating and talking about free agent linebackers for quite some time. Because it just was a natural fit for what the Steelers had going into training camp. And it just, it, it made the most sense as far as if they really wanted to compete, if they really wanted to complete the roster, the closest thing they could get was a linebacker who could, who could play, who could, who could play both the run and the pass. And that's where I think Quan Alexander falls in. Now, Quan Alexander, I will say this, some of his numbers, uh, like the missed tackles numbers, that might've just been because he's playing with the Jets. Because it wasn't nearly as structured of, of, of a defense as the as what the Steelers typically bring. And that's where I think that there could be maybe a misleading note somewhere in Quan Alexander's um statistics as far as the missed tackle rates, because maybe it's less about Quan Alexander as it might have been just about what he was being asked to do in the Jets' defense. Whereas in the Steelers' defense, the linebackers, your job is going to be to stop the run and help a little bit in the pass game over the middle. That's basically, those are the big things there. But, Quan Alexander, in my opinion, I think a solid player here. I don't think he'll solve the coverage woes. I still think that it's going to be a question of who's on the field and offenses are going to try to pick at different weaknesses of different guys. Um... But he gives you another piece that can be a player for the offense to have to figure out. And again, you have three veterans now. You're not worrying about someone else, um, uh, someone else having to step up irrationally, like you know a Mark Robinson or Nick Kwiatkowski or Tim, well, like a linebacker that you had no reason to ever expect anything from. And now you have three veterans who at least can hold it down, uh, you know, while uh, 
you know, you know, while while you're looking, while you're trying to figure out the future of that spot at linebacker. So that being said, what do you think about the the deal to get Quan Alexander? We haven't received any contract details just yet. We're still waiting to, to get the official word, but I think it's a good move. It's a smart move. It's another Omar Khan move to fill out the roster and one that I thought that they'd be making for quite some time. So uh, we'll have. We'll, I want to get your thoughts on that in the comments section here on YouTube or tweet at me at Carter Critiques if you want to. That you want to get your thoughts in there. We're going to talk a little bit about what I've been seeing at training camp. There's been a few things that I think could be brewing as the pads get ready to come on uh, this uh, this upcoming Tuesday. We'll talk about that here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're going to talk a little bit about what I've seen so far over the first three pra- training camp practices because you, you know, they, they reported Wednesday, they practiced Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Now, as you know, I did a Friday show where I talked about the Thursday practice, but uh, I'm recording this very late Saturday night. Uh, so I've now seen three practices, none of which were padded, and I'm, I'm learning to take some notes just on uh, you know what I'm thinking about different guys who I've seen so far. I'll, I'll go. I'll leave with this point about guys who have stepped up that that can and continue to look really strong. I will say, uh, Nick Herbig is in uh, without pads on is doing a really good job as far as proving how energetic he is, how involved he is, and what he's going to be able to do on the edge for the Steelers. There's there's ex- there's excitement there, um, but. Um, and there's other guys like Des Fitzpatrick, who I think has stepped up. I think Hakeem Butler has really bounced back because I thought he had a really rough first day at training camp. But, <clears throat> excuse me, on Saturday, uh, he made a few impressive catches, granted against cornerbacks that aren't going to be starting anywhere near the NFL. But I think that he is building a career for himself and not giving up on his dream. And that's that's awesome to see for, for Hakeem Butler. So I think that that's a, a really cool item there. But. Um, other th- uh, one thing I thought was really interesting that I saw was a moment that wasn't necessarily a, a whole play or anything like that, but it was George Pickens versus Joey Porter Jr. Now, if you remember, I pointed out like last week leading up to training camp, them two dudes is gonna fight at some point. And there was a point where they could have fought, didn't end up being that. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. was trying to backpedal and was trying to keep you know press. Uh, his man and George Pickens and George Pickens kind of just like stiff armed him to the ground without the ball in his hand. And that was it. He knocked him over. He kind of stepped over him a little bit. And there was a little bit of a, just like a, a mix up there. And, and Tomlin even, he didn't, you know, reprimand uh, uh, Pickens for it at all. He was kind of like, okay, PZ, now you got to show what you got. That's kind of who Tomlin is. Like, you know, when, when it comes down to toughness, he wants to see how, you know, how miserable you can be. That's why he loves the heat. That's why he loves, you know, the extreme elements because he because he wants to be in that position. And he wants his players to get used to that position. But he also wants to see his players be fighters. He wants them to see be physical. He wants them to see be bullies. And I think that's one thing that he's happy to see with George Pickens. He just doesn't want it to, to happen to Joey Porter right away. So I, I look at that, at, at that, and it seemed like they kind of they both are past it now. It's not like a big thing now, but they are going. They are going to have to go up against each other more times in training camp. And they, when the heat's only going to get hotter, it's going to be more time, and it's going to cause some serious problems. I think. 
if the Steelers kind of let this go a little bit untamed with uh, Joey Porter Jr. versus George Pickens, and there's a scrap that gets involved and someone gets hurt or there's a, a serious division in the locker room. They don't need that. And so I think the Steelers are trying to handle it as best they can. I think they're doing uh, – I think so far it's fine. It doesn't get – but I think that when they put the pads on, Joey Porter Jr. Lock, lock, lines up with George Pickens. That is going to be a – Make sure you pay for the pay-per-view type of, type of uh, matchups there in pads because I think both are raring to be physical. And Joey Porter Jr. is trying to not commit penalties, not make big big mistakes right now. And I think that part of that has led to you know his being a little bit more passive there uh, in that in that situation. Um, but uh, but yeah, but either way, I, I think that the uh, the Steelers are in a good position right now with filling out their roster. And uh, we looked at some at, at the training camp practices that I had other guys that have stood out to me. Corey Trice has looked solid with the second and third teams when we've seen him rolled out there. Um, you know, I, I think that he's kind of proven that maybe he could get a shot uh, in, in, in some due time. So Corey Trice would, uh, would, would also fit on, fit on that bill there. Um, looking throughout the, looking throughout the day, Connor Haywards continues to impress. Um, I'll say Mason Cole's snapping became a problem at one point, and that was not great. Um, but uh, but that but again, I, I I think that this is a a Steelers team that is getting getting ready the right way. They're getting physical, but they're not getting too physical. They're not you know sensing they're not risking injury, uh, but they're also not staying dormant. You know they they want to uh, they 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 want they want to make it work. Now I, I'll. I look again throughout this training camp and it's tough for me to say who is dominant right now without the caveat of this is still football in shorts, right? Like these players right now, they're doing well, but I I have what I call in my head, the Justin Hunter award. Now for those who don't remember who Justin Hunter was, he was a former first round pick that was brought to the Steelers in free agency and there were like about two or th- maybe three years, but I know at least two years where Justin Hunter came in the first week of training camp. And when it was just, you know, football in shorts, no pads, just helmets and jerseys and, and shorts on, he was dominating. He was going up and getting every football. He was the closest thing to Antonio Brown. People were like, man, man, like he could be the guy. And the crowds at the at camp were cheering. Everyone was happy and all this other stuff. But then as soon as the pads went on, he disappeared. And that happens. That's just part of the thing. It's like football is not played in shorts. It's played in it's played in shoulder pads and knee pads and you know and, and rib protectors and uh, thigh pads. It, you know, it's 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 a different level of physicality. It's a completely different game. And sometimes there's guys that work out that way. So we may be talking about this about Nick Herbig. That might change overnight. So that's one thing I always offer is take things with a with just a grain of salt. Like you know just. Don't be saying don't 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 look into things and think, oh, this is definitely how it's going to be or definitely how it always is uh, as far as when you're watching training camp or reading from training camp. And I, I try to put the temperament there like you still want to get excited, right? You're, you're the football's almost back. You don't want to like just be like, OK, nothing's still nothing matters because then why would I be paying attention to this anyways? But you do have to put some temperament on it and be like, hey, you know what? It's exciting to see Keen Putler make this play. It's exciting to see this guy over here and that guy over there. But just again, bring it in a little bit. I get, I get, fans want to be excited. I get fans want to hear hear the the big takes and the, and the things like that. But it's all a one, it's a one step by step process. 
And I think that that's where the Steelers right now, they are taking their time. Mike Tomlin is, I think, not being too picky with matchups right now. But when the pads go on, he will be. And then we'll start to really be able to evaluate guys. Now, one person who we, have, we haven't been able to evaluate is Minka Fitzpatrick, who Mike Tomlin said uh, was allowed to go home for personal for personal matters. And, you know, you don't know what it is. Minka Fitzpatrick hasn't played, hasn't practiced yet in training camp. He's, you know, had the jersey on. He's been out there kind of was coaching, coaching next to Terrell Austin, you know, behind the defense. And um, I think that that's that's all well and good. And Mike Tomlin brushed it off with Minka Fitzpatrick on the first day, but it's clear something's going on there. It don't I don't think it's an injury. I think it's just there might be something you know in Minka's family that's not in a great position. Like you know there might be a sick family member. There might be something really serious. Who knows what it is? But uh, it hasn't it hasn't been fully disclosed. And I think that Minka Fitzpatrick is just trying to make sure that he practices in a good mental space um, with whatever he's dealing with or or who knows, I may be way off there. Could just, that's just one of the many possibilities that could be, that I could be reading into, but point being he hasn't practiced yet and he wasn't seen in practice um, on Saturday. So we'll see if he makes a triumphant return sooner rather than later, but this has been a bonus episode of the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We got a lot more to talk about. We talked with Broderick Jones at the end of last week, at the end of this past week. I got clips of him that will be on the Monday episode. So you, if you want to watch or listen to that episode, be sure to check them out just the way you check this out by coming to the Locked On Steelers podcast uh, YouTube YouTube page. Subscribe subscribe to this channel. Like this video if you enjoy it. Share it with your friends. Um and uh, your fellow Steelers fans. You can also get this show on your favorite podcasting apps. Download it there. Again, I'll have a Monday show breaking everything down from what I saw from camp and further thoughts on the Qual Alexander deal and other situations the Steelers are working their way through right now. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. I'll see you again Monday right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast.